0: hey everybody how's it going
1: hey um you're not you're not listening to what you usually listen to are you
0: <laughs> we tricked you, you. Shit.
1: Ah. Ah, you know mm. there is impossible to be surprised listening to a podcast have you ever thought about that i guess
0: it's not um yeah so so we're interrupting the uh, back to the future minute feed um that is uh on the weekend during the off time um and uh we're interrupting it so that you guys can try out our original audio series Geek by Night uh because coming very soon uh we are going to be on our uh our between movie hiatus uh and and you're going to need uh if you want to if you want us in your life this is going to be a good way to keep us there <laughs> um, cuz this is the what we're going to be like, doing know? pretty much do you remember when you were a kid
1: or i guess this is still happen now but you remember you would come home over the weekend these were the best weekends you come home and you would have like stars for like a whole week.
0: <laughs> yes, the HBO free preview weekends, yeah.
1: AP, yeah, HBO for like a whole week. You just got HBO. Yeah. Think of it like this: for for free. I mean, it's always free. It's never gonna cost money. Well,
0: although although the version that they're getting isn't gonna have the commercials in it. So,
1: oh yeah, this is premium. Yeah. Okay, so so regularly we divide a Geek by Night story into two parts. Mm-hmm. We we pull like a Kill Bill. Yep. So rather than an hour and a half file, you get two like half-hour, 40-minute files. Yeah. But if you are a Patreon subscriber, you get what's called an omnibus edition. It's like a, the trade paperback of Geek by Night. There's no ads, there's no commercial breaks, and you just get the whole bloody affair in one sentence. So yeah,
0: what you're going to hear is the first episode that is up in the Geek by Night feed, only this isn't going to have the uh, the ads in it. Um it's it's the sort of like omnibus version of of uh part reboot one. part 1. Yeah, our first episode. It's it's a taste, it's
1: a sample, but it ends on a hell of a cliffhanger so you're going to want to listen to part
0: Yeah, two. yeah. And and I mean I think I think the show gets better every episode and I think uh I mean I've heard that several times and it seems like everybody yeah. likes it a lot so. I I mentioned this on
1: the doctor's companion, but I'm like not the I'm not I'm really bad at self-promoting my own stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I, you know, I once did, I, I did like an entire uh, webcomic on bit strips for like four years. This is <laughs> I remember Bitstrips.
0: that. Like,
1: I was yeah, like I one of the few told... people you told about it. And I was like, hey, I'm doing this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, it would get, it was like one of the top viewed things on that site back in like 2008, 2009. Yeah. But I never told anyone about it because I was like kind of secretly like, oh, this, is, this is stupid. <laughs> but I'm so, I'm so proud of Geek by Night. I want to I want to tell everyone. I want everyone to listen to it. And so it makes sense that it would be on this feed because if you like our show, if you like hearing us talk about Back to the Future, like the you know the the joy and whatever and like the passion, yeah. you're going to dig Geek by Night.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's that's definitely the energy that we tried to capture when we wrote the show um and I think that you're going to like the characters a lot if you like the characters in Back to the Future. I mean, Back to the Future is a seminal thing for both of us. And I think it's something that inspires us more than anything yeah, I, creatively. I, and, and I think you're going to hear a lot of that when you listen to geek by night, you know what, you know, what part one is part one is like, you know, like power of love Hill Valley. Stuff. Yeah, totally. That's exactly what it is. I mean, that's, that's kind of the vibe that we go with.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then part two is all twin, twin pines. Right, right.
0: Exactly. So, um, so go, uh, so, so, you know, hopefully, We didn't. You didn't stop listening to this when you realized what it was. God, I hope so. (laughs) And
1: uh, if they're not, we barely talk about Back to the Future on Back to the Future Minute. This is not going to be
0: that right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, 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 stay tuned, and uh, you'll start. You'll start hearing um, the uh, the beginning of 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 Geek by Night uh, right uh, now. And 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 uh, thank you in advance for checking it out. Yeah. So sit back. Get back to work, get back to your
1: run, get wherever, back to your car ride, but get ready for s- <laughs> Reboot Part 1. Thanks, guys.
2: started something that you never had the chance to finish, but always wondered what could have been? I have. McKinney City High School, freshman year. I was just a punk kid reading comics by myself on the bleachers at lunch when I caught an awkward-looking kid named Elliot Markowitz trying to read over my shoulder. Eventually, I just shared the comic I was reading with him, and a friendship was born. We liked the same comics, obsessed over the same TV shows, and raged about the same movies. Finding Elliot was like finally finding someone who spoke my secret language. It felt good having a kindred spirit to share this stuff with, but it was more than that. We looked out for each other. He'd get all emo about some girl and start writing Death Cab for Cutie lyrics on his MySpace bulletins, so I'd come over with a pile of comic books and Kevin Smith DVDs and help him forget about his man pain for a few hours. He was the Dante to my Randall, the Dawson to my Pacey, the Groot to my Rocket. We were inseparable. But our greatest achievement as friends, hell, just as people, was always going to be the game. A tabletop RPG of our own design that incorporated all of the things that we loved while getting rid of all the stuff that scares people away from Dungeons & Dragons, like math and statistics. Just the luck of the dice and pure imagination. We probably spent hundreds of hours writing down ideas and sketching out characters on notebook paper. We never even found a name for it, we just kept calling it The Game. But The Game was awesome, and even though we never got to finish... Those Saturday nights in my basement spent playing through that campaign we created were probably the best times of my entire life.
3: So? What happened?
2: With the game? Uh, We never finished it.
3: No, that Elliot guy. Are you still friends?
2: Oh, uh, I mean, (laughs) it wasn't really the point of the story.
3: When was the last time you talked to him?
2: I don't know. 2009-ish. I guess we kind of lost touch, or whatever really think about it. Anyway, bathroom is upstairs and to the left.
3: Jeff! Mindy? What the hell are
2: you doing here?
3: It's afternoon, and I need you to help sell stuff for my sorority. Uh, Gibson? Who the hell is this? I'm his sister, and you must be another one of Jeff's late-night mistakes.
2: Trust me, so not a mistake.
3: That's what you say now, before the test results. You live with your sister? No, I live on campus. Like... A normal, responsible adult, Jeff still lives with his parents.
2: This is your parents' basement? No, this is my basement. It just so happens to be in the same house my parents own. And also live in. Oh, God. I pay rent, though.
3: I pay rent!
2: (laughs) Thanks for that, Mindy. I literally could not imagine a more pleasant way to start my morning.
3: I know this is hard to believe because you just woke up, but 12.05 p.m. is not exactly the morning. Turns out, the world is not using the same Jeff Gibson college dropout sadness clock that you are.
2: 12.05? Ow! Damn it, I'm late for work.
3: (laughs) Wow, sometimes you're almost too predictable to bear. It's, like, overwhelming. Oh,
2: like it's so surprising that you, once again, need my help shilling cheap garbage for your sorority. What is it this time? Chocolate bars? Magazines? Christmas gift wrap?
3: Some new energy drink called Catalyst. I guess it's made locally or something, I don't know. Honestly, I tend to zone out whenever Madison is talking, so I'm not really sure. I just know I have to sell way more cases of this crap than is humanly possible so we can afford to buy a pool I'll never use because it'll basically turn into a giant toilet the first time we throw a party. You know,
2: for someone who supposedly loves being in this dumb sorority, you sure seem to whine about it a lot.
3: Gamma Beta is not dumb, Jeff. It challenges me to try harder and be a better person. Maybe if you'd gone Greek, you wouldn't have dropped out before your junior year.
2: Oh, please. If I wanted to hang out with a bunch of racist, homophobic meatheads, I'd just go fishing with Dad's friends.
3: Uh, the president of Capify is actually super gay, and Lamba Delta holds charity events for GLAD like every year, so how about you get your head out of your ass?
2: Oh my god, fine! The future is now. It's a new generation. Just please, get out of my room. All
3: right, I'll go. Thank you. But first, a bit of sisterly advice. God damn it. Crying in bed over your ex best friend, not the biggest turn on for a girl. Oh,
2: shut up. I wasn't crying.
3: You know he still lives in town, right? If you really miss him that much, you should just call him. Who knows? He might even be happy to hear from you for some deeply foreign reason.
2: I wasn't even talking about Elliot. Uh huh. I mean, sure, okay, yes, he was involved, I guess. But that wasn't the point of the story, Mindy. Obviously, the point of the story was the game.
3: You mean that Dungeons & Dragons ripoff you created with Elliot?
2: It was not a ripoff. It was superior in every way. And anyway, you loved it. You used to beg us to play.
3: Whatever. I was young and naive, and if you ever tell anyone about that, you will die by my hand.
2: Look, Mindy, you're just not going to understand. The game is, like, the best thing I've ever done, and I, I just let it go unfinished. It's the biggest regret I've ever had. All that story and character development, gone. Down the drain. When I was playing the game, I I, I was happy. I felt like I could do anything or be anything. All those hours I spent playing the game, I, I didn't feel like a nerd or a loser. I just felt like me. And for the first time in my life, I felt like being me was okay.
3: Oh, Jeff. Are you going to cry again?
2: No! Shut up!
3: <sighs> Will you just call him?
2: It's been seven years, man. He's probably a totally different person. Hell, I bet I wouldn't even recognize his voice anymore.
3: You haven't changed it all in seven years. Maybe he hasn't either.
2: I'm sure he's moved on. Maybe I've moved on too, you know. It's like, there's this show, and it's your favorite show ever, and it's still great, and you love every episode, but then you miss one. And then you miss a few more, and the next thing you know, you're behind a whole season... And then it's been even longer, and you're like, why even bother? You're so far behind. You probably wouldn't even recognize the show if you started watching it again. It's probably a completely different show. And then someone asks you what your favorite show is, and all of a sudden you realize that you can't say it's that show anymore.
3: Are we talking about Elliot or Supernatural? Mindy. Listen, Jeff, it's been seven years, and you still won't shut up about it. Isn't that enough proof you're not over it? Now, if you'll excuse me, I have a metric ton of energy drinks that need shilling. Speaking of which, I'm going to leave a couple of cases for you to sell at the shop. They're like energy drinks, right?
2: Hmm. She's getting smarter. I don't like it.
4: I've always believed that there are two types of people. Tuckers and untuckers.
5: Uh, sir?
4: Remember how you dressed when you first started here? Hoodie, tennis shoes, and a sloppy, untucked button-down. You were incompetent, unprofessional, and irresponsible. Plus, you couldn't hold eye contact with anyone longer than a few seconds. Yeah, it was unnerving. In fact, you were so uncomfortable to be around, I was pretty sure you were a sociopath that was gonna end up picking off everyone in the office one by one. Wait, is that a sociopath or a psychopath? I always get those confused. You know what? doesn't matter. Markowitz, I honestly thought you might be a serial killer. Jesus. Point is, you proved me wrong and reinvented your whole brand. You dropped the hoodies, you bought a real pair of shoes, conquered your creepy social deficiencies, and you're even tucking in your shirt. You've come a long way, Markowitz. You turned into somebody I can really count on. You're a tucker now, and that's a big deal. Which is why you're in my office right now. It's time to level up. I'm ready, Mr. Vickers. Good, because Nostalgia Toys is at a crossroads. For the past ten years, our bread and butter has been revamping random crap from the 80s and selling it to 30-year-olds who actually think the Transformers cartoon series somehow had more artistic integrity than Michael Bay movies. But those guys are in their 40s now and the novelty's starting to wear off. So, this next quarter, we're reinventing ourselves. What exactly are we talking about? New ideas, Markowitz. Something fresh. Something exciting. Something the millennials will really get into. So, like, Pokemon? We're done with licensed properties. We want original IP. Something no one has seen before. Something we can own. The whole board of directors is coming down for this. I want to present them with something truly revolutionary. And Elliot, I want you leading the charge.
5: Okay, I can do this.
4: When is the presentation? Today after lunch. What? I can't do that. This is your moment, Markowitz. The day when you decide if you're going to become Don Draper or that weird one with the beard who became a hippie.
5: Can't I just be Ken Cosgrove?
4: Never settle for Cosgrove. You're better than that. And today after lunch, you're going to prove it. Don't let me down.
5: Gwen, could you stop with the chair, please? My anxiety is already through the roof, and you're not helping.
6: Elliot, chill. Joel wouldn't have thrown you to the wolves like this if he didn't think you could handle it.
5: Unless he knows I can't handle it, and he's actually doing this just to watch me squirm. Like a kid with a magnifying glass, and I'm this one teensy little ant he's single out because he's separated from the rest of the group.
6: Oh, I think a group of ants is called an army.
5: Ugh. Gwen.
6: Right. Not helping. Sorry.
5: How are you so calm?
6: Because Joel doesn't care about me. He found out I was gay, and I practically became invisible. He doesn't even know my name. Yesterday, he called me Ren. Ren, like from Even Stevens.
5: Actually, I'm pretty sure he's referring to Ren and Stimpy.
6: Huh. Is it weird that I kind of find that preferable? Gwen! Alright, alright, alright. Uh, oh, I know. Pitch me your idea. Out loud, just like a practice run. I don't know. Come on, dazzle me. You got this.
5: Okay, okay. So, Brian.
6: Brian? From the mailroom?
5: No, no, no. My idea. It's called Brian. Just Brian. He's a cat. A cat named Brian. He's an everyman, but he's a cat. And Brian just wants to pay the rent and keep his head above water. And he's got this girlfriend named Natalie who's a bluebird, but lately he's worried that their lives are going in different directions. Is this a cartoon? Could be, sure. Cartoons, toys, comics. I think Brian is a character that our new, older audience can really relate to. Instead of helping them escape from reality, Brian is going to make them deal with it. You know, like maybe Brian's dad is getting sick and he's worried that he'll never really get closure. Or he has to decide if he wants to keep renovating his apartment or suck it up and actually buy a house. Brian, your toys are growing up. Wow. Good? Good.
6: No, I'm just thinking I might actually pitch my idea now because I'm liking my odds.
5: Oh, God.
6: Elliot, that's not a toy. That's an Alexander Payne movie.
5: You're right. I know. You're right. Honestly, I haven't been able to think straight all week. Between work and the England trip with Gretchen, my head's been all over the place lately.
6: What's left to stress about? You're leaving tomorrow.
5: Oh, I don't know, Gwen. Flight schedules, train schedules, hotel rooms, dinner reservations. Not to mention the fact that Gretchen wants to practically see every freaking show on the West End. Okay, okay, message received. I don't even have time to do this presentation! I should be out running last-minute errands for the trip, because if I screw up one little thing...
6: Life will totally go on.
5: Life will implode upon itself until it ceases to exist. Okay, secret time.
6: Secret, you say? Go on.
5: Okay, but it's like ultra-major, top-level, best friends-only, super-duper secret. Dude, spill. Once we get to England, I'm gonna ask Gretchen to marry me. (laughs)
6: my god, Elliot!
5: Whoa, big hugs!
6: My boy's getting married. This is amazing. Why didn't you tell me sooner?
5: I didn't want to jinx it. Are you crying?
6: Yeah, I'm crying, you butthole. Elliot, I remember when you were too scared to ask her out on a date.
5: And now I'm scared she won't say yes.
6: Oh, shut the front door, you schmuck. Of course she's gonna say yes. Gretchen's crazy about you. She says you're the best thing that ever happened to her, like, every time we hang out.
5: You guys talk about me? You guys hang out?
6: Your girlfriend's badass, dude. And we only gush about you, I swear. And do impersonations. Seriously? These kids won't get off their cell phones. What are they even looking at all the time? Hers is way better.
5: Can I get way ahead of myself and ask you a question?
6: Yes, Elliot, you can name your daughter after me, the bravest person you've ever known.
5: Will you be my best lady?
6: I swear to God. If you make me cry in this cubicle twice in one day.
5: I mean it, Gwen. You're the reason I haven't jumped out the fifth floor window of this place. After college, I kind of had to start over. I didn't have a lot of people to rely on, and you and Gretchen are the two most important people in my life, and I genuinely can't imagine going through with this wedding without you standing there making sure I don't pass out.
7: Oh,
6: please. You just know how good I look in a suit. Of course. I'm
5: honored. Awesome. Now she just has to say yes.
6: Knock it off. She's totally saying yes.
5: I just, I don't know. If I'm going to be someone's husband, I gotta be ready to really step up to the plate. I can't be this nervous, awkward kid anymore. I have to be a man, an adult.
6: Elliot Barkowitz, supporter of the patriarchy.
5: You know what I mean. I don't want to be the sad man-child every other guy in my generation seems obsessed with becoming. I want to be a real adult who can take care of his wife. I want to be the man Gretchen deserves. I don't want to be an underdog anymore.
2: Hey, Cosmo, I know I'm 20 minutes late, but I had a... something.
8: You know, Gibson, the least you could do is have enough respect for me to come up with a decent lie for once. Also, you're not 20 minutes late, you're an hour and 20 minutes late. You just don't know that because you haven't actually come to work on time for five years. Seriously? Wow. That kind of restructures my entire planet. Believe it or not, Gibson, this afternoon you are not the biggest source of frustration in my life. Are you familiar with a Max Carmichael? Is that our mayor? Oh my god, is the mayor coming to the shop? Max Carmichael is the owner of Monopoly Comics, this chain of stores that just popped out of nowhere last month. And I just got word they bought Nelson Monk's store the other day.
2: Neptune got shut down? Ah, that place opened when
8: I was like five. As of now, Njolnir's is the last independent comic shop in McKinney City. So, let's look alive, shall we, in the name of those we've lost? Run the register while I go check in the new shipment. Afternoon, all. Simon, would you like to work at this store starting literally right now? Sorry, Cos, I'm not on the market. Right, well, worth a shot. Congratulations, Gibson. You still have a job. He seems more stressed than usual.
2: Cosmo's just worried that this big comic store chain is going to buy him out. And I'm sure it doesn't help that his only customer so far today refuses to buy anything. Ever. Well, if there was anything I really
7: wanted to read, I could just borrow it from you.
2: I don't get it, Simon. I mean, you don't buy anything, you don't want
7: a job. Not that I don't enjoy the company, but isn't there anything else you could be doing with your day? I like this place. You guys let me do my experiments, and no one else ever comes in, so the ambiance is always nice. Plus, I like that full-size Hulk statue. (laughs) Heh, yeah, I call him Barney. Why? He's the Hulk. Call him the Hulk. Well, me and Elliot used to have
2: this inside joke about this guy who was just like the Hulk, but his name was Barney, and instead of getting angry,
7: he was just really sad all the time. Ah, yes, Elliot Markowitz, your former caregiver. I keep meaning to get a hold of him. Ask him where he put your directions. Good luck. I haven't heard from him in years. You ever think about looking him up on Facebook? I don't have a Facebook. Seriously? Wait, you have a Facebook? Yes, I have a Facebook. Everyone has a Facebook. Only antisocial weirdos trying to stay off the grid don't have a Facebook.
2: As opposed to someone with, say, a vast intellect that leaves them in a haze of logic and figures, which makes it difficult for them to understand that human emotions are too complex to be explained or quantified using math and science.
7: I resent that you assume I'm an emotionally stunted android just because I'm a scientist.
2: Whatever. You probably can't even see me through all the numbers and figures swirling around in front of your eyes right now. Hey, do you guys have any Wolverine? Wolverine's dead, son. He's dead and he's not coming back. Best move on. (laughs) Funny. So, uh, look, it's my kid's birthday tomorrow and he loves Wolverine. So, you got anything? Uh, Question. Does your kid love Wolverine or does he love Hugh Jackman as Wolverine? Because those are actually two completely different things. Oh, God, this is already way more of a thing than I want it to be. Okay, look, everybody thinks Wolverine and they picture this tall, sexy, handsome movie star. That's not who he is in the comics. Logan's supposed to be short, gross, and angry. Way more Bob Hoskins than Hugh Jackman.
7: Oh, yeah. That's super fascinating. But could you literally just hand me like three comics that are Wolverine so that I can give them to my son?
2: Whoa, wait. You don't care if the books you're getting for your son are even good? They don't have to be touchstones of the medium, man. He just likes Wolverine. Okay, see, that is probably the single most frustrating thing to hear from a parent. Comics aren't any different than film, or books, or TV, or even food. If you don't care that you're raising your kid on crap, he'll never have an appreciation for the good stuff when he's older. That's how you end
7: up with 30-year-old Venom fans. Here, you see this? This is money. Money. Money I was totally prepared to give you in exchange for you doing your freaking job. But look, oh no, oh no, look at that. It's going back in my wallet. You'll never see it again. How sad.
2: Get out of my store. Fine. But I'm
7: taking every copy of The Onion you have. Out of spite. No, wait, I haven't read today's yet. I, uh, uh, um. So, while you were busy being a Kevin Smith character, I made you a Facebook page. What?
2: Damn it, Simon, this is exactly what I was talking about. Your head is so full of facts and equations that you never listen to... Hey, is that Elliot?
7: Yeah, I found him in 30 seconds, because it's 2015 and you can do that now.
2: Wow, he
7: looks so mature. One of his shirts have Spider-Man on them? And who's this girl in all of his pictures? Gretchen West. They're listed as in a relationship.
2: Wow,
7: that girl is totally out of Elliot's league. Wait, what's that?
2: Status update. He posted it this morning. He's leaving for England with Gretchen tomorrow? Oh my god, Elliot always said he was going to propose to the girl of his dreams in England! Oh, good for him. Good for him? Simon, don't you understand what this means? Mm, No? If he gets engaged, which means he'll be getting married, he'll have a wife, then kids, a minivan, house in the suburbs, the whole thing, and I'll never get the closure I need. I've had this hanging over my head for the last seven years. How am I ever going to move on if I have to keep this up for the rest of my life?
7: Well, says he works at Nostalgia Toys. That's not that far from here. Maybe we can stop by so you guys can talk it out.
2: Yes, that's perfect.
7: If I'm there in person, there's
2: no way he'll say no. Wait, what are you talking about? The game. We never finished playing it. And once he has a fiancé instead of just a girlfriend, I'll never be able to convince him to play again. This is my last
7: chance. You're talking about getting to the end of a tabletop RPG? I assumed you and Elliot had some real emotional baggage to take care of. You know, unfinished business. An unfinished campaign is unfinished business. And tonight,
2: our business gets settled. Elliot and I will pick up right where we left off. But this time, we're finishing the story.
6: Elliot, you promised we'd get food after shopping for England stuff.
5: I didn't want to just leave all the stuff in my car. What if someone broke in? What if I broke your face? God, you get so violent when you're hungry.
6: I
9: require pizza. Okay, so I double-checked the flights and we're all set. We just need to be sure to have a cab ready by 5 a.m. Oh, and did someone say pizza because there's totally pizza in the kitchen. Hi, Gwen. Elliot, I will steal her from you. She could, you know. We have natural chemistry.
5: Was your day as crazy as mine?
9: Did your day involve a six-year-old girl who kept throwing Play-Doh balls at the other kids because she was pretending to be Honey Lemon from Big Hero 6?
6: Yes. (laughs) I gotta head back to the office. Bye, Grudge. Thanks for the pizza. Good luck with the presentation, Elliot.
9: Presentation? Oh, it's
5: just this thing for work. I would have told you, but I didn't want to give you something else to worry about.
9: Why would this be something I need to worry about?
5: It's not. That's why I didn't tell you.
9: Well, if it's not something to worry about, then there's no reason not to tell me.
5: I love our patter. We're just like Luke and Lorelai.
9: We're not Luke and Lorelai. We're not? Uh-uh. I'm Rory, and you're Marty, the naked guy she should have dated when she went to Yale.
5: I'm the naked guy? They're not even canon!
9: canon schmanon. I have 20,000 words of a Rory fanfic written by high school me who doesn't know the meaning of the word. Rory. O-T-P, baby. Wait, what were we talking about? Uh... Elliot! Don't bring up Gilmore Girls when I'm trying to pump you for information! You know I'm easily distracted. And it almost worked. Presentation. Details. Now.
5: It's just a thing Joel wants me to do. I have to present an original idea to the board so they can start selling stuff they own instead of just licensed material.
9: An original idea? This sounds like a huge opportunity. I'm so proud of you.
5: Believe me, this pitch is nothing to be proud of.
9: Ooh, tell me, tell me.
5: No, it's seriously so bad. I told Gwen and she looked at me like I was a grandpa with dementia trying to remember where he lives.
9: Come on. I loved when you used to tell me your big ideas. You'd get all nerdy and passionate. Major turn on, by the way. You'll laugh. What's wrong with laughing? You used to love laughing.
5: What am I? The dad from Mary Poppins all of a sudden? You make it sound like I'm not even fun anymore. Well... Knock it off. I'm fun.
9: You've just been really focused lately, you know? I mean, when was the last time we made out in our PJs while watching Netflix, or ate Chinese takeout at 3 in the morning doing Michael Caine voices at each other?
5: We just don't have as much time for that stuff anymore, Gretch. We had to grow up.
9: Says the guy working at a toy company.
5: Says the girl entrusted with the lives of dozens of children.
9: A toy maker and a school teacher. We should be so much more whimsical and adorable than we are right now.
5: We'll be adorable in England, I promise.
9: Don't write a girl a check you can't cash.
5: Oh, I'm cashing it.
9: And maybe don't do the presentation?
5: Oh, okay, yeah, sure.
9: I'm serious. This is a big opportunity. You're going to be remembered for this. You don't want to present an idea you're not totally in love with. Wait for inspiration to hit. Uh,
5: is there any way I can get inspiration to hit me in less than an hour?
9: I can think of a few ways.
5: Oh no, I can't.
9: Oh, but Peter, we can't do this. We're supposed to be running the school while the professor and Logan are away on a mission.
5: Don't you dare kitty-pride me right now. You know I have to go to work. This is not even fair.
9: Peter, take me in your shiny metal arms. Take me to the Savage Land. Did you even read the traits I gave you?
7: Can't this bucket of bolts go any faster? Yes, it can go much, much faster, but then I would be driving over the speed limit, which is illegal. (laughs) Come on! At the rate we're going, we'll get there at five o'clock, and he'll be gone! And then what, Simon? Huh? Huh? I'm confident we'll reach our destination in the next three hours, Gibson. Sorry. I think the prospect of finally playing the game again has me antsy. Which has nothing to do with a desperate attempt to reunite with Elliot before his priorities realign because you're afraid this will be your last chance to be part of his life again. What?
2: No. I just want to play the game. Why would this have anything to do with Elliot?
7: No reason. I have to admit I'm a little nervous about meeting him. I tend to make bad first impressions with people.
2: Oh. Do you, like, immediately pick apart all their faults and quirks
7: and make really cutting observations? No. People don't do that. I'm not a badly written CBS detective. I'm a man. A human man. All right, jeez, I'm sorry. (sighs) Maybe you should work on some kind of plan. I just figured we'd walk up to the front desk and ask for Elliot. What's the big deal? Nostalgia Toys and Games is a legitimate company, Gibson. They're going to have security codes, clearance badges. We could pretend to be a singing telegram. (sighs) Well... Whatever happens, we should try and get thrown out of there sooner rather than later. You don't want to leave Cosmo alone at the store for too long. You might start to harbor some resentment. Oh, he'll be fine.
2: Cosmo doesn't hold a
7: grudge.
8: Hey, Cosmo, mind if I run off in the middle of my shift without even asking? Sure, Gibson. What do I care? I'm a human being who commands zero respect from the people around him. (gasps) Billy! Billy, look!
1: Firefly character cardboard standees. I know, sir. You showed me the pictures you took on your phone. All of them. Every single one.
10: Oh, oh, take a picture of me with all of them. It'll look like I, too, am on the crew of the Serenity. But take that Adam Baldwin one out. That guy's kind of a joke.
1: Sir, we are on the clock. I think we're going to have to skip picture time. Billy, what did I say about being cynical? I'm not being cynical. I'm being punctual. What did I say?
10: If it's worth doing, it's worth doing with a smile that's a good billy can i help you oh my god are those old star wars action figures uh yes (laughs) billy what's our budget look like
1: sir you're about to buy the store and he's gone hi there i'm billy with monopoly comics uh the man playing with the action figures back there is max carmichael ceo of monopoly comics so figure that one out are you the owner
8: So, you're the guys buying all the shops in town. Well, if you think I'm going to sell out like everyone else, you're wasting your time. This isn't just my business, it's my passion. People like you make me sick. You're only in it for the money. You don't know passion. This place is great. When can we
10: move in? You've got to see this full-size Hulk. Hey, we should stay here tonight. Sleep here.
8: You know, to try it out. Oh, come
10: on. If that's not passion, then I,
8: I don't know what is. My father moved here in 1975 with the dream of opening his own comic book store, and two years later, he did. He was there for the direct market boom of the 80s and suffered through the crash in 94. He ran this store for 25 years, and he stuck through it all because he believed that anyone who loved comics and wanted to share that love with others should have a store to call their own. That's why this place is called Mjolnir's Comics. It's like the sign on the door says, whoever loves comics, if ye be worthy, shall enter this store. Now, this shop might be old, kind of smelly, and sure, I probably lose more money than I make But our customers are good people And they're worthy of a great shop This shop And that's why Even if you offered me my weight in gold I'd tell you to piss off This store is my home It's my legacy It's my Millennium Falcon And I'm not selling it Not for any price
10: Not even For a dollar?
1: Yeah, sure, alright Fantastic, I'll go get the paperwork
8: What a nice couple of fellas
7: Are you sure we have the right floor? I would have thought a toy company would have a more... whimsical environment.
2: You're telling me. I mean, I'm not saying I was expecting Robin Williams being attacked by a crossword puzzle,
7: but, jeez, have some toys lying around or something. Can I help you two with something? Uh, yes, ma'am. We're actually trying to find someone who works here. His name's Elliot... Mar- Never mind. I see him. Sir? Excuse me, sir. You can't just go back there. Gibson, you're gonna get us arrested!
4: So I told Johnson, hey, if I wanted a battle beast, I would have invited your mother. (laughs) Anyway, Elliot here is first up to bat. He's promised us something revolutionary, so get ready to be blown away. Take it away, Markowitz.
5: Thank you, everyone. Thanks. Thanks so much. Um, So what do we talk about when we talk about toys? I think we...
2: Elliot, Elliot, look over here. Oh, God. It's me. Gibson, from the early to mid-2000s.
5: Friend of yours, Markowitz? No, uh, kinda. I mean, technically, yes. Hey, buddy, you busy?
2: Gibson, what are you doing here? I need to talk to you.
4: Elliot, if this is your idea of a joke, it's both vague and awkwardly executed.
2: No, sir, I have nothing to do with this. Elliot, dude, it's an emergency. Three minutes, that's all I need. Do you need to be excused, Elliot? Uh, uh, I mean...
6: I volunteer as tribute!
4: I beg your pardon?
6: I mean, I'll go. I'll do my presentation while Elliot does his thing with the, uh, crazy guy. Yeah.
4: All right, whatever. Show us what you got, Gilly.
6: I can give you three minutes. I took an improv class last summer. I could kiss you. Pass. Could you get Gretchen to do it?
4: Whenever you're ready.
6: So, fairy tales. Kind of a big thing right now. Well, what if I told you... Your favorite fairy tale characters were actually werewolves.
2: You look good, man. So you work here now? Trying to. Very cool, very cool. I'm doing pretty alright. Uh, check out this service pen I got at my work. It's the Green Lantern emblem. Cosmo gave it to me for my ten-year anniversary. You still work at Mjolnir's? Yeah. Why wouldn't I?
5: Never mind. Look, Jeff, I'm kind of really busy here. What was the emergency...
2: Emergency? Oh, right, yes. Uh, I don't really know how to say this, but... Elliot, it's Mindy. What about Mindy? She's... she's sick. Really sick. Dying, actually. So, you know, sucks. Oh my god. And... she's really scared. I've never seen her like this before, man. I mean, you know, it's Mindy, so she tries to put on this big show about being tough and over everything, but she's just... She's been talking about the good old days a lot lately. You know, you, me, and her. How much fun we used to have. She misses it. I miss it. So I thought maybe tonight, before your flight, we could all hang out together, you know. Like old times.
5: You're totally lying. What? Minnie tried hitting me with her car the first day she got her license. If she were really dying, the absolute last thing she'd ever want to do with the precious time she had left is hang out with either of us. So how about you stop Gary kinging me and tell me what is really going on?
8: Ugh...
2: Fine. I got a Facebook account. Gibson, I really don't have time for this right now. You're gonna go to England with this Gretchen chick, and you're gonna come back engaged. How do you know that? Oh, come on, Elliot. You've been talking about doing this since we were kids. You meet the girl of your dreams, you fly her to England, and ask you to marry under some bridge or something. Look, the point is, you're gonna be an adult. A real adult. But you can't yet, because we still have something we need to finish.
5: Oh, yeah? What's that? The game, Elliot. The game. That's a joke, right? Tell me you didn't come all the way down here, interrupt my presentation, and embarrass me in front of a room full of really important people because you want to play a tabletop
2: RPG we made up when we were kids? You're seriously telling me you don't ever wonder what could have been? We have a whole story, a, a whole world we left untold because we let stupid life stuff get in the way. We need to finish this so we can both move on. Gibson, we've moved on. At least I have. Fine. I figured it was a long shot anyway. You know, you used to be fun, Elliot. Elliot. Don't you ever want to stop being a grown up? Even if it's just for one night.
6: Who just talked out of her ass for five minutes and got Joel and the board of very important people to seriously consider her made up on the spot? Werewolf fairy tale idea? This bitch. What's up, man? Who's who's the weird guy?
4: There he is, Elliot Markowitz, the disappearing man. What the hell, guy?
5: Joel, I'm so sorry, but uh That guy, he was, um, my creative partner. Is he on our payroll? Oh, it's nothing formal. He's just this guy I like to bounce ideas off of. He found a flaw in our pitch at the last minute, and I decided it was better to push the presentation to tomorrow. I really want to have something airtight to show you in the shareholders. Cool, cool, yeah. That's not even remotely a decision you get to make. Joel, I promise. Tomorrow morning, I'm going to give Nostalgia Toys the product it's been waiting for. It's going to be great. No, Elliot. Great was what this morning was supposed to be. After your little
4: summer camp skit, tomorrow's pitch is going to have to be nothing short of transcendent. Otherwise, you'll be too busy writing a new resume to go on your trip to England. Capish? Oh, and do yourself a favor. Get Gwen to help you out. That werewolf fairy tale pitch you just gave? Out of this world.
6: Dude, tomorrow? Aren't you leaving for England tomorrow? Gretchen's going to flip. Why don't you just do the cat thing?
5: Because I think I have a better idea.
2: Cosmo, I'm back. What's with all the construction, man? Was I supposed to know about this? Excuse me, buddy? Hey, hi.
1: Hey, how's it going? Uh, the store is actually closed right now. Yeah, but if you'd like, I can redirect you to one of the other Monopoly Comics locations nearby. Monopoly
2: Comics? No, no, this is Munner's. I was here, like, just an hour ago. Oh, 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 I see you must be...
1: Ah! Jeff Gibson, employee. Damn straight. Who the hell are you? Well, I'm Billy, Max Carmichael's assistant, and, well, I hope this doesn't come as too much of a shock, but uh, your employer, Cosmo Peters, actually sold this property to my employer, Mr. Carmichael, earlier today. As of right now, you're standing on the newest Monopoly Comics location. It's all very exciting. Big, big plans.
2: That's impossible. Cosmo would never sell... He has standards. He believes in the sanctity of independent businesses.
1: Yeah, we get that a lot. Well, regardless, uh, Mr. Carmichael believes that everyone has a price, and it seems as if Cosmo had one, too. Now, I think the best thing for you to do, Mr. Gibson, is to put away the past and start thinking about the future. I understand you've worked at the store for ten years. (laughs) That shows commitment, and I respect that. We are always looking for store managers. We would love to have you on the Monopoly team. And the job would come with some benefits. Define benefits. Uh increased salary, better hours, health insurance. Bet you never had that before. Oh, and you would also get two Monopoly Comics polo shirts like those guys are wearing. Nothing to do from your paycheck. Look at them. Look at they look. They look so spiffy. Uniforms. No way. Oh, come on. It'll be fun. Think of it as a superhero getting a new costume, right? That, that's, a, that's a thing you guys like. Iron Man. He's always got a new,
2: new suit. I guess so. Would I get to keep my green lantern pin?
1: Oh, no. I'm afraid that's against dress code. But I earned this.
2: I've worked at this store for ten years.
1: Well, technically, you worked at Mjolnir's for ten years. Once you started Monopoly Comics, we would need you to go through orientation, training seminars, just like all the other new employees.
2: That's it. Listen, uh, what's your name? Billy. You got a last name?
1: Hey, how about we just stick with first names?
2: Okay, fine, Billy. You could take your cushy corporate death sentence and shove it so far up your ass, it can see the sunrise. I'm out of here.
1: I think you're forgetting something? What are you talking about? I'm afraid I'll be needing to take that green lantern pen off your hands, guy. But I earned this pin. But you didn't technically pay for it, which actually makes it property of Monopoly Comics.
2: But Cosmo gave me this pin. He he gave me this in an iTunes gift card, and it was the nicest thing anybody ever did for me.
1: Well, that is just a very, very sad sentence. Pin, please.
2: (sighs) You'll be sorry. I won't forget
1: this. Oh, I already have in fact, I don't even remember your name. Whatever. I'm out of here. All right. Goodbye, Gorpson. Billy, who is
10: that strange young man threatening you just now? Just a disgruntled ex-employee. Nothing to worry about, Mr. Carmichael. Oh. Good. Very good. I'm far too excited about this new location to let something silly ruin my day. Look at this place, Billy. I can practically feel the promise and possibility vibrating off the walls. Like Michelangelo, standing before an unbroken block of marble.
1: Yes, it is certainly another building we own. Billy? Sir, you know I'm on board with whatever you have planned. But? But I just don't understand the point of acquiring all these locations. I mean, I've ran the numbers again and again.
10: Comic books are everywhere, Billy. Films, television shows, theme park rides. Comics hold the keys to the next billion-dollar idea. And I want my cut. Sir, I understand
1: and appreciate where your head's at, but comic book retail? Most shops can barely turn a profit, let
10: alone be lucrative. Oh. They will be.
5: They will be.
10: Billy, that man is trying to get into the store. Oh, that's Ernesto. I guess he doesn't know where it's lunch. Hey! Ernesto!
1: Hey, it's... It, go, go to lunch! Go to... Gomer. Comer! It's... I don't... Go to... L- it's, he, he, oh, he, he's got it. He's gone. He's gone. Yeah, he's... He's actually a really good at
10: No, no, he seemed nice.
9: Tomorrow? Are you insane? Elliot, we're flying to London tomorrow.
5: Gretchen, chill. It's going to be okay. I took the rest of the day off so we can get everything done, and I know how much of a wreck you are for not at least three hours early for our flight, so I pushed the flight back to the evening. We'll have plenty of time.
9: Why'd you push the presentation back?
5: Well, I kind of ran into Gibson today.
9: Gibson? Like, Jeff Gibson? Wow. How is he? I remember you told me he was probably going to end up crazy and homeless.
5: He kind of just looked the same. Exactly the same, actually. He was even wearing the same clothes he used to wear. It was like 2008 Gibson had traveled into the future to come see me.
9: What did he want?
5: Nothing. Not really. He just wanted to hang out. I think he missed me or something.
9: That's sweet, I guess.
5: Yeah, I think I could have been nicer to him. I don't know. He wanted to hang out tonight before I left for England. Maybe you should. You think?
9: He used to be a really big part of your life, Elliot.
5: Yeah, but that job's kind of taken now.
9: Go. Have a beer with your friend. I think this might end up being exactly what you need right now.
7: This is the last thing I need right now. You think you're upset? You just lost a job. I lost my favorite thinking spot. Those are much harder to come by. I can't believe Cosmo sold it.
3: I can't believe I couldn't sell a single one of these damn energy drinks.
2: Oh, no. What a terrible turn of events.
3: Whatever. You've obviously never dealt with a house full of passive-aggressive sorority sisters. And
7: I never will. Never, ever, ever, ever. Hey, at least you talked to Elliot, right?
2: Yeah, fat lot of good that did. He's like a real adult now. Meanwhile, I'm an unemployed 30-year-old bachelor who lives in my parents' basement. How am I just now realizing what a generic loser I am?
3: I mean, he kind of is.
7: No, Gibson, say it with me. I'm not a loser. I don't wanna. Gibson. I know what you're doing, and I don't appreciate it. Jeffrey Alabaster Gibson. (sighs) I'm not a loser. Again. I'm not a loser. Mindy, you too.
3: I'm not a loser. Good. No! I mean, I never thought I was a loser in the first place. I don't need help in the self-esteem department. I'm fine. I just want to sell these stupid energy drinks.
7: Well, it's just a matter of mind over matter. You'll figure it out. Maybe this is God giving me an intervention. Maybe
2: I shouldn't go out tonight. I, I could go online, fill out some applications, maybe go back to school. This could be the moment where I turn it all around. <phone rings> Hello? Hey, Gibson.
5: It's Elliot. Can't believe you still have the same phone number. Listen, do you still want to play the game tonight?
2: Are you kidding?
5: All right, awesome. Let's meet at the Sanford at 8. I'm going to bring my friend Gwen, so feel free to invite some people too. I'll see
2: you there. Yeah, man, see you there. Jesus, that was close. For a second there, I thought tonight was going to
10: suck.
2: Now, where did I put my dice?
6: Are we seriously about to play a board game at a bar? On a Wednesday?
5: It's not a board game. It's a tabletop RPG.
6: Oh, my mistake. I guess we're okay then.
5: Don't think of it as playing a game at a bar. This is research.
6: And you really think this is how we should be spending our time? Instead of, you know, working on your presentation?
5: Look, just trust me, okay, Gwen? Please, Gibson will be here any minute and then it'll all make sense. I have a plan.
6: Fine. But I'm not doing this without alcohol. I'm going to need, like, three alcohols, minimum.
7: Worry not, mortals. Your game master has arrived. And I apparently have nothing else going on in my life, so I'm here too.
6: Sounds familiar. I'm Gwen, I work with Elliot.
7: Simon, I don't technically work with Gibson, but I think our situations are similar. And I'm Jeff Gibson. I'll be leading this little shindig.
6: Hey, I know you. You're the asshole who works in Mjolnir's. You threw out my pull list while I was on vacation and banned me from the store.
2: Please, can we not talk about Mjolnir's? It's a very sensitive subject for me right now. He got fired. Yep, there it is. Thank you, Simon. Wow, bummer, man. Yeah, it's pretty much ruined my whole day. You know, when you work somewhere for over ten years, you'd think it would all right. hey, uh, let's start the game, huh? We can catch up any old time. Right, yes. Lady and gentlemen, I present the game.
6: I don't understand what I'm looking
2: at. Oh, it's this great game Elliot and I designed ourselves in my basement while we were in high school.
6: You have no idea how happy that visual makes me.
2: Yep. Elliot and I were pretty damn near close to finishing this thing, but I think tonight might be the night. Okay, so we continue our quest through the deserts of Arid Sen.
5: Whoa, wait. Arid Sen? Why does that sound so familiar? It's where we stopped last time. Last time? That was eight years ago. You saved our game for eight years? Uh, yeah. Why wouldn't I? Gibson, we have to start a new game. I mean, come on, Mindy's not even here to play as her character.
3: Sorry, Blake, just got done selling not some, not even half, but all. All of these stupid energy drinks. Bow, bitches. How
2: the hell did you pull that off?
3: I just uh, slapped some new labels on them and told everybody they cure hangovers. Do they? Out of my hands now. Once I renamed them drunk over, I couldn't keep people away. Sold out in an hour. Huh, I should get into marketing.
2: Do you... Do you have any more left?
3: Just that case Jeff was supposed to sell at work today before I got fired.
2: Gwen, this is my evil sister, Mindy.
3: Wow, Elliot, looking sharp. Never thought I'd see you in a suit and tie.
5: Wow, Mindy, it deeply upsets me that you're in college already.
3: Yep, time flies. All right, let's get this nerd fest over with. Great. Great.
2: So as I was saying, the party makes their way across the deserts of arid Sen.
5: Gibson, we can't just start the story off from where we left to eight years ago. No one's going to have any idea what's going on. We can use the same characters, but let's start the story over. You know, like a
2: reboot. Oh, come on. Everybody hates reboots. Reboots are the devil.
5: It's not fair to the new people.
2: Fine. But let the record show that I am vehemently against it. Here, everybody take a character sheet. Me, Elliot, and Mindy will use our old ones. To save time, I went ahead and made
7: extras. Here, pass them around. My character's name is Bashlout, the Viking magician prince and son of the legendary sorcerer king Bashlin from the island of Nigeria. Gibson, you realize that Nigeria is an actual, real place, right? It's not just from spam emails. Well, I guess I do now. Gwen, who are you?
6: XJ 9 an eight-foot-tall robot built for war and destruction by an evil scientist, but escaped my laboratory prison and am now dedicated to helping mankind. Wait, this game has Vikings and robots? Yeah, I know,
2: right? So sick. Okay, I am Canada, a space samurai from the year 2929. Since the age of five, I was trained in all aspects of warfare and stealth. My quest is to avenge the death of my twin sister, Suki, at the hands of an evil alien shogun warlord.
5: God, this thing is a gold mine. What was that? Nothing, nothing. I am Vincent, a simple farm boy from a small village who was taken in by pirates and raised as one of their own. I'm on a mission to rescue my kidnapped sweetheart whose hand is promised to an evil king.
6: Did you just describe the Princess Bride?
5: No, I described the backstory of my character, who's named Vincent.
6: Okay, but that was obviously the Princess Bride.
5: Not obviously. Vincent's story is completely different.
3: What's his pirate name?
5: The Dread Pirate Wesley.
2: Gibson, shut up. As you wish. Mindy, your turn.
3: I'm Summer Roberts.
2: Oh, Jesus, I forgot.
3: What, from the OC? When we first played this, Gibson said I could be anyone I wanted in a role-playing game, and when I was eleven? I wanted to be Summer Roberts.
2: You can't be a character from another story. It makes no sense.
3: Uh, you're a samurai from outer space. He's a magic viking. She's a robot, and he's the princess bride. How does Summer Roberts being here make any less sense?
2: All right, fine. You're Summer Roberts. You're Summer goddamn Roberts. Let's get this show on the road. You were all sitting by yourselves in a tavern at nighttime. You overhear an old man going on and on about an ancient treasure hidden deep in a necrogoblin cave. To try and steal the treasure from the necrogoblins is to knock at death's door. Only a fool dare try.
5: Well, I am not
7: afraid. I said we all do it together.
3: I'm in, but for the record, I'd much rather be partying because I'm still season one summer and have a lot of growing to do.
7: I'm in as well. I want to start my own legend and get out from under my father's shadow.
3: I'll go too. Not because of the treasure, because I'm a
6: machine and don't need money. But because Shine Star XJ9 is afraid of being alone.
2: You walk cautiously through the cave, blinded by pitch-black darkness.
6: I use my flashlight eyes to see in the dark.
2: You look at the ceiling.
7: Goblins. Goblins everywhere!
6: Ah! Run away! Everyone run away!
7: No, no! Circle up! Get in a circle!
3: What? No! We'd all just die at once! What are we doing here, guys? At this rate, I won't even live long enough to get my Wonder Woman costume.
5: I pull out my predecessor's sword and prepare for battle. We can take these guys. For Chris Gwen, you killed the wizard! Oh, come
6: on, that guy was totally going to betray us later. I just saved us a really cheesy double-cross
2: scene. It wouldn't have been cheesy. What was that? You continue down the cave when you stumble upon a time portal. But the portal is being guarded by Arachnord, the enigma Striker. You must solve her three riddles before she will grant you access.
7: I feel like my whole life has been leading to this moment.
3: Anybody else mind if I order some shots? Yes. Shots.
7: The Battle of Gettysburg
2: rages all around you. North and South fighting to the death. Brother against brother. Cannon fire bellows and smoke covers the sky.
6: Wait. Was Robert E. Lee at the Battle of Gettysburg? We should totally kill Robert E. Lee.
7: I don't think an assassination side quest is the best idea right now. We have to find the Necrogoblin King and stop him from raising the army of lost warriors before he escapes through another time portal.
3: Shots? More shots? I'm getting... I'm getting more
8: shots. Whoa, hey. How
7: hard do we plan on going tonight?
3: Dude, don't even worry about it. I've still got that last case of drunkovers.
2: Yes! Drunkovers! You emerge from the time portal in a space station from 2929. Canada's home. There you find the Necrogoblin King waiting for you, with the
7: army of lost warriors at his side. Battle formations.
6: Dude, we don't have any battle formations! This is our first game!
7: I'm just saying we can't just run around doing whatever this time. We have to be a team. The Necrogoblin warriors begin vomiting out hundreds of
2: tiny
3: mechanical wasps! Running sounds nice right now.
2: No, no,
7: come on! We can do this!
5: Bashal, right. We can do this. XJ9, can you spray anything to kill the robo-wasps?
3: Only
2: one way to find out. Canada is dead, having sacrificed himself to send the army of lost warriors back to the 80s group. But the Necrogoblin King is weak. He needs only one more major attack to finish him off! I'm all out of stuff I can do.
3: My battery's empty.
7: Summer, it's your move.
3: I can't! I don't have any weapons! I'm just a sassy high school girl! I can't even get a nerdy guy I like to choose me over that tramp from Pittsburgh! Wait, Gwen! Throw Mini
6: the Sword of Robert E. Lee! <laughs> and Simon thought killing him was dumb.
7: It was. Deeply deeply dumb
3: just throw me the damn sword alright fine uh, what foolishness is this a child cannot defeat the Necro Goblin king I am no mere child I am Summer Roberts of Newport Beach and in the name of peace order and light I banish you to the abyss that spawned you no!
2: and the attack works the necrogoblin king is dead for real this time
9: yes Welcome to the LC, bitch!
2: This game's awesome. Where can I get one? Yeah. Do you guys have a website? Sorry, fellas. This one's a Jeff and Elliot original. Last call, folks. Hey, uh, Gib, you mind if I talk to you outside for a minute? Sure thing, pal. Hey, wait, is that Cosmo?
7: I believe it is. He looks
2: quite drunk. Ah, balls. I better go make sure he's okay. Hold that thought, would you, Elliot?
5: Uh, yeah, sure thing.
8: Cos. how's it going? Well, not so bad, actually, considering I just pissed away the last 25 years of my life for no reason whatsoever. Not to mention 25 years of my father's life. It's like... It's, it's, it's a lot of years. Yeah. Not my favorite day, either. Gibson, I'm so sorry. I swear I would never sell a store. I mean, I thought I wouldn't. I don't remember it happening. At all. It's like I blacked out or something. Well, what do you remember? I remember Max Carmichael and his bratty little sidekick coming into my store. And they asked to buy Mueller's from me. Then I just sort of did it. Did you at least get some nice bread for it? I sold it for a dollar. What? How? Why? Are you insane? It seemed like a good idea at the time. (laughs) Oh, God. Uh... There, there, Cos. It'll be all right. Somehow.
2: Hey, uh, Mindy, how about tossing this guy some drunk over?
3: Drunk over! Sure thing! Come on, Cosmo.
5: How's he holding up?
3: Well, he just
2: jettisoned his whole life into outer freaking space, so not too great, actually.
5: Well, I think I've got something that'll
2: cheer you up. Oh, yeah? Challenge accepted. The game, Gibson. I think it could be big. I know, right? It was so much fun. Even Mindy was getting into it. It was
5: just like the old days. No, not just with our friends. Did you see that crowd we had just watching us play? I think the game could be a hit, like a real money-making hit. What are you talking about? Look, my job wants me to bring the next big thing, you know? Something people will really freak out over, and I think the game is just what they're looking for. Whoa, you mean you want me to work for you? Like a partnership? That's great! No, 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 no. It wouldn't be a partnership, per se. More like, we pay you for the rights to the game, and we, you know, keep the old nostalgia toys magic. So you want to buy it for me? I mean, don't you want my help in making it better? It's not that I don't want it, Gib. I'm just not sure if working on this together would be the best deal (laughs) for- I can't
3: believe this! Is this why you wanted to hang out with Jeff again? To buy him out of the thing you created together and then go back to pretending he doesn't exist anymore?
5: Mindy, it's not like that.
3: Do you have any idea how much it meant to Jeff when you reached out to him? He hasn't been this excited in months. You're his best friend, Elliot. He loves you. How could you just play him like this?
2: I'm not playing him. Gibson, I'm not playing you. You know, for a second there, for a good solid second, I actually thought you just wanted to hang out again. I actually thought you wanted to be friends with me again. I never stopped being your friend, Gibson. Oh, yeah, sure. Friends just stop talking for seven years all the time. That's totally normal. Yes,
5: it is. It is normal. It's called growing up. People change. People lose touch. It doesn't mean I broke up with you. It just means I wanted to start doing different things with my life.
2: Well, why did that mean you have to stop hanging out with me?
5: Because you wouldn't grow up. You wouldn't change. I'd start going to the gym or dieting and you'd make fun of me. I wouldn't want to go see bad action movies with you and you'd throw fit. You'd call girls bitches where they wouldn't flirt back with you. And when I told you to stop, you'd just say everybody was being too sensitive. You weren't the kind of person I wanted to be around anymore, Gibson. And that broke my heart. But what choice did I have? I didn't want to be the same guy anymore. I wanted
2: to change. I wanted to be better. Bartender, I need a drink. Hey, buddy. Didn't you hear me? It's past last call. Great. Terrific. First I lose my job. Then my best friend dicks me over for money. And now I can't even get a damn drink. What else could go wrong?
9: Oh my god, do you see
6: that? Jesus. I hope nobody was hurt.
7: Is that Swift Industries? My father used to work there.
3: Uh, earthquake? I don't think that was an earthquake.
7: No. Look, there's a bright yellow light coming from outside.
3: That's called the sun, Simon.
7: It's still the middle of the night. You can still see the stars in the sky, see?
3: Oh, weird. But where's that light coming from then? It's so bright.
7: I can't see a source. In fact, it's almost like the light is just floating there. Like it's suspended in air. Fascinating.
6: Hey Spock, you wanna step away from the window, please?
2: What the Hey! Get out by the bar Here's a twenty. You can keep the change. Ooh. So, Elliot, honestly, was your job the only reason you came out here tonight? It's important to me, all right? It just is. Well you know what? Take it. Take what? The game. You can have it. I don't know what I would do with it anyway. I hadn't even pulled it off the shelf in like five years. Maybe just name like a mountain or a troll after me or something.
3: Jeff, what are you doing? Close the door! We don't know what that weird light is! I'm
7: going home. Well, he isn't suffocating to death, so I guess it's safe to go outside.
3: So,
6: I guess we should go home now?
7: I'm gonna try to get a sample of whatever's outside.
3: Elliot, I know he can be a jerk sometimes, and I know it can be difficult to have him in your life, trust me, I do. But... I always kind of saw you as my other brother, you know? Your family. And what you did to Jeff today? You don't do that to family. So,
6: what's the game plan?
5: Same as before. I have to present the game to Joel and the shareholders tomorrow or I'm toast.
6: Are you sure that's what you want to do?
5: What other option do I have, Gwen? I can't lose my job. Not now. I have to be able to provide for Gretchen. For a family.
6: I get that, Elliot. But I don't think this is the way you want to save your job. You're hurting people you care about.
5: I care about Gretchen. Gibson and I were really close once, but I grew out of him.
6: How long do you think it'll take for you to grow out of me?
5: Oh, come on, that's not fair. Gwen! Gwen!
8: runk over. <laughs> Doesn't even work. All right, Cosmo. Your bed is just behind this door. Just put the key into the keyhole and turn it. You can do this. That stupid door handle shocked me. Gah, son of a I feel... I think I'm gonna be sick. What? happening to me Ah!
0: and that was episode one of geek by night hopefully if you made it that far you enjoyed what you heard and this was not all for nothing uh, and so if you liked, uh, what you heard and you want to listen to episode two, just go to our website, www.geekbynight.net, and you can find episodes two, three, and four all there, ready to go, um, with episode five on its way on March 2nd. Um, and if you want to subscribe to the show, you can do that on iTunes or whatever podcasting, uh, podcast catcher program or whatever it is that you use. And, uh, yeah, we really appreciate you giving the show a shot, even if you didn't end up liking it. Uh, but if you did and you want to keep going, that's, that's how you do it. And, uh, as usual, we really appreciate all the support that you guys give us and, um, looking forward to hearing from you. If, uh, if you want to support, uh, Geek by Night. Further, you can actually do that at our Patreon page, uh, Patreon.com/GeekbyNight. You can find a link for that at uh, uh, GeekbyNight.com/support, I believe. Um, so go, go, uh, go check that out. And uh, if if you like, you know, the extra bonus content that you get, like the Omnibus Edition that you sort of got teased with this, the the no ads uh, version cause there's usually at each act break, there's usually a, a commercial or two. Um, but in the, uh, in the Patreon version, there's not, and we put both parts together. So you would even get another, you know, 45 minutes or something like that of, of, uh, content on this episode. If you had the omnibus edition that is exclusive to Patreon subscribers, along with the commentary podcast where we are interviewed by our host, Brian Brown, uh, he he interviews the cast and crew about uh, each uh, completed episode. So we've done one of those with episode one. We have another one coming out for our second story, Status Quo. Uh, that's coming out on Patreon this coming Wednesday. Uh, and then you can also get uh, Nick and I's podcast, Not Writing, which is just sort of our podcast where we talk about whatever we want to talk about it's a very loose thing we usually don't even know what we're going to talk about before we start hitting record um so it's 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 very loose and it's just a conversation between two friends uh, and, uh, it's, it's, it's a, it's a pretty good show and it tends to be fairly long as well. So you, you definitely get your money's worth there. And that's to say nothing of, you know, scripts and artwork and me- free music and all, all kinds of things that are available through the Patreon. If you become a subscriber of just $5 or more, it's really not a lot. Uh, and if you do subscribe to a higher level than that, um, there's bonus, uh, stuff like a chance to become a Guest host on uh, Back to the Future Minute, our other podcast, um, and uh, uh, the Doctor's Companion. So, you know, go uh, please go 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 check that out and uh, see if it's worth you giving five dollars a month to. Uh, every every bit helps uh, immensely, uh, and we're definitely going to need uh, that support if we're going to roll into a season two eventually. So. Um, but, uh, we just, for now, we just appreciate you checking the show out and, um, please, uh, subscribe through iTunes. And if you really like it, just spread the word. it, it It's going to help a lot. It's going to help people get to know the show. If you really liked this, um, you know, it's different from a podcast, you know, sometimes, you know, sometimes like people don't really like talk radio kind of things, you know, and it's hard to uh, recommend it to a lot of people because, um, you know, some people just aren't into that. But this is just like a show. And if it's a kind of thing that, you know, you think someone would like if someone's a Buffy fan or Gilmore Girls or if they like Back to the Future or Doctor Who, you know, have them check out Geek by Night and, and you know, hopefully we'll hook them. Um, we're going to be doing the heavy lifting. We just need your help to get their ears to our show. So uh, anything that you can do to help, we appreciate it. We would love to hear from you if you liked the episode. Go to our website geekbynight.net. Listen to the other ones, but also just let us know what you thought in the comments. Um, tell us your favorite bits, that sort of thing. You can also follow us on Twitter at geekbynight and on Tumblr geekbynight.tumblr.com. Um, how we we were lucky enough to get the really good, <laughs> the really good. Uh, uh, Names for all those social media sites. I I don't know. We're also on Facebook, so go check that out. Um, All right, I'll leave you guys alone. Thanks so much for listening. Bye.